Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, if suddenly people decided to boycott your business, what would you do? All businesses should be looking for the canary in the coal mine. First, what you want to look at is headline risk. Who are other companies in your industry who might be attacked? Don't whistle by the graveyard. We're talking now with Richard Levick. Richard is the CEO and founder of Levick, an expert on communications, and more importantly, how businesses make their way in this crazy world we're living in. Richard, you know, it's not enough that you got to worry about your image now. Now you got to worry about consumer boycotts, and it seems like a growing and concerning trend. It is a growing and concerning trend. I think, first of all, and you know, we've talked about this on the radio before, which are Trump's tweets, which, of course, represent a threat to the enterprise of, of corporations. But what we're seeing now is a response to that. There are organizations such as Grab Your Wallet, which uh, is a website in which it lists some 40-plus companies that are already uh, targeted to be boycotted and another 30 that are being considered to be uh, boycotted. So I think for companies... Companies are asking the question, if we appear to be too closely aligned with Trump, the exact opposite of responding uh, to his tweets, to the president's tweets, now are we also going to be boycotted? So what you described is uh, a website or a not-for-profit or whatever. So this organization is a grab-your-wallet. It's a website. Um, But I have seen, for example, in connection with uh, the Star Wars movie, the most recent Star Wars movie, there was a a move uh, amongst, at least it seemed like in the Twitterverse and on certain sites to boycott that movie. So uh, it seems like this is a bipartisan issue right now. Well, it is a bipartisan issue, and I think it is uh, an example of an extremely divided country. And so you look at organizations like Kellogg's or uh, Grubhub or New Balance, uh, Yingling Beer, they have been either the subject of boycotts or the threats of boycotts because they have either appeared to endorse Trump or appeared to oppose uh, President Trump. And as a result, they have found they not only need increasingly to understand the buying patterns of their customers, but also their politics. A great challenge and one that companies shouldn't have to worry about. How much of this do you think is what I would call digital mischief? You know, I have been struck uh, and I've spoken with a number of millennials that I teach and interact with through my business. And there definitely is an element and has been of people doing things on 4chan and other places just because it's kind of hysterical. You know, let's make Betty White a guest on the Saturday Night Live or let's make um, some marginal basketball player an all-star starter and on. How much of this do you think is driven by just mischief makers, people that just, oh, wouldn't it be really fun to take Tony the Tiger down? Is there an element of that in this? Well, I think there is. You know, Plato always said that the threat to democracy was too much democracy. And I think that we are well, rapidly... Well, a statement, my friend. We are approaching that. We've always lived in a republic, and now we're approaching this position where everyone has ink by the barrel. Everyone with their Twitter account or Facebook or Snap or email or website has the power, whether or not they choose to exercise it and exercise it responsibly. You know, you raise the question in terms of companies. If you look at each one of those on either side where you have 
New Balance and its oppositions to the TPP, the Asian Partnership uh, Treaty, uh, appeared to be uh, supporting Donald Trump. And as a result, from that one tweet, they were instantly subject to extraordinary vitriol by the left, but also to be, an embra- to be embraced by the right, including the Klan, who was uh, instantly ca- calling them and tweeting them the official sneaker of the Klan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, New Balance didn't want that. All they wanted is the only sneaker company being managed manufacturing in America to exercise its opinion on a business issue. So whether it's leaks or instantaneous quote-unquote facts or the assumption of facts, they are instituting and instigating reactions by people which are extraordinary and in the internet age have the ability to go viral quickly. Strikes me, and and again, I, I haven't looked at every one of these things, but as they come up, so for example, when there was the spasm of anger in certain quarters around the Star Wars movie. Uh, well, last time I looked, the uh, Star Wars movie has passed a, a billion dollars in ticket sales. So, And there are other examples I can think of where radio hosts have been boycotted, but they're still in the air. Uh, do these boycotts actually work and have economic effect for all the screaming about them? Well, sometimes they they do, you know, and that gets us uh, back. If you look at, uh, you go uh, to the late 1960s with Cesar Chavez and the grape boycott, obviously that was hugely effective. But boycotts, in order to be effective, have to be massive, capture the emotion, have a just cause, be sustained over time, and be very focused. If it's just a lot of yelling and screaming, in the cases of entertainment, it can be extremely helpful for a book sale or for movie or other entertainment. And I think that gets us back to grab your wallet. If you look, there are in excess of 40 companies they have chosen as boycott targets, another 30 that they are considering. And apparently the only factor is whether or not they sell Trump or Trump-related goods. So a company like Amazon is on there. As a former community activist, as an organizer, that makes no sense to me. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, is also the, uh, the owner of the Washington Post, clearly along with the New York Times, Christian Science Monitor, National Public Radio, and many others, are an organ for freedom of press and openness and transparency. So to punish Amazon and others simply because they have a single or multiple Trump products makes no sense. Ironically, on the considered list are Trump wineries and Trump hotels. They're not even on the boycott list. What we're really seeing, I guess, is is that, yet again, the polarization, and you called it earlier, the democratization of information, that every piece of information has some sort of false equivalence or equivalence if you're looking at it through an internet browser. This is just another example of the mayhem that business people have to function within. As a business person, what should I be thinking about? And I suppose that the answer is going to be different if I'm a large business than I'm a small business. Well, I think, first of all, all businesses should be looking for the canary in the coal mine. First, what you want to look at is headline risk. Who are other companies in your industry who might be attacked? Don't whistle by the graveyard. When we looked at the large companies, Boeing looked at Lockheed, GM looked at Ford, looked at Toyota, looked at Chrysler, and each learned from the other when they were being put into the Klieg lights here. So the same is true for companies. Next, you want to be checking the hashtags. How popular is an issue? If you see it starting to grow in popularity, that tells you that it's an issue that you need to consider. If you look at Grab Your Wallet, what you see is they get about two, uh, pardon me, a tweet every about two to three minutes. 
that's not a lot, particularly when those tweets are on different companies and different issues. So that tells you it's not something to sound the alarm on yet. Another thing you want to do is use your peacetime wisely. There is no better way to stomp out a potential threat by having others who are credible in the environment to be speaking on your behalf. If you look at, again, large companies, General Motors and Carrier, when they were under attack by Trump tweets, what they did, or certainly encouraged, was to have union representatives talking about the jobs issue. So there you had third parties speaking very credibly. So again, we're in the world of digital media, democratization of information. Another reminder for business leaders that you need to stay ahead of the curve and don't let others define your product and business before others do it for you. Richard Levick, as always, thanks for joining us. Thank you. The growing chaos of social media and business is only going to continue to challenge business owners more and more often. Undoubtedly, at some point, not only will it be a challenge for business, people will come to Washington, D.C. and ask policymakers to address this challenging new reality. When that happens, more than ever, what's working in Washington will show that government and commerce have to work together to find real solutions. See you next time. financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.